0: We're clear for takeoff. Welcome, welcome, everybody. You are listening to the Cypher 3. Yes, that's right. The Cypher 3 back with the Kings of the Heart You have hit the trifecta of the best LMFTs anywhere You're going to find them My name is Terry Gomari Walton I am joined, of course, with my brother, Dr. John Hart Dr. John, how you feeling, bro?
1: I'm doing good, I'm feeling blessed I'm great to be here, Cypher 3 Cypher Man, 3 we, we got Sister
0: Wena Collins I'm, yes. I'm, I'm ready, See, I'm ready to go Wena Collins is back, the Cypher is complete What is going on, Miss Wena?
2: Hey hey, y'all, always a pleasure to be back and ready for
0: more Oh man, I love this team right here I love you guys, glad to have you all here Look at the past couple of episodes we've been talking about What it looks like when people settle Whether it's settling for their relationship Or settling for their mate And you know, if you're the person on the receiving side of that settling You know, how you should deal with it Well, because of the conversation we've been having Miss Wiener thought it would be a good idea For us to go ahead and talk about What does it look like? Or when is it time? for you to start considering moving on. You know, when is the relationship over? When do you know that the relationship is over and it's time to do something different than you've been doing because it just ain't working? So that's what we're going to talk about today. Let's get right into the topic. I can't wait to get into this one. Let's start off with a simple question. Simple, simple question. When is it time to move on? <laughs> is that easy enough for you? When is it time? When do you know? Let's just, just jump into it. When do you know that it might be time for you to start looking to do something different than you've been doing.
2: Let's go all with Ms. first. Right, go ahead. Let's
0: go with well, I'm,
2: I'm not going to let you bait us like that and get <laughs> us in all types of trouble, okay? <laughs> this is a dicey subject for relationship experts because every relationship is different. So it's important to listen to your own heart and understand where you are in your relationship before you take anybody's advice about when to end your relationship. Right. Now, with that said, the three of us are legitimately specializing in relationship repair. So I want to point out that there's a difference between when your relationship needs help and when your relationship is over.
0: Okay. Okay. Right. First okay. thing. All right. right? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I want us to talk about it from that nuanced place today because some of the things we might throw out there are things that you can actually fix about the relationship and we know how to fix them. So if you've never actually gone to get help for your relationship, that's probably a good place to start. Right. And then of course, some of the things that we talk about today uh, you may come to understand are reasons why you should actually hit the dough. And I don't mean door. I mean, the The dough, dough. the dough. (laughs) i I stand up. I hear that. okay
0: what do you think dr john
1: yeah no i i i totally agree i mean i think that's a really good point uh as we know as clinicians like everything is nuanced so what sister win is saying is um it may be helpful for our audience to dissect the difference between uh things aren't going well and we need to get help versus um you know we've exhausted or i've exhausted you know, as much emotional resources into this, and I and, and it is over, and I do need to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree with that. I mean, I think that's that's what makes uh, us coming together um, very special is like helping the audience to understand that there's far more nuance to um, any simple what we may perceive as simple decisions. And I think the other thing I like to throw out um, that uh, Sister Weena said, and that really stood out to me because I have clients who struggle with this as well. Um, you're talking to three experts who have been working with couples for the longest times on these things yeah So, if and when you are seeking advice from other people uh be very careful because it may not be as simple as they may be uh alluding to right so i I just wanted to underscore what sister weena said it's not to say don't seek advice from loved ones but as three experts in the game, we can tell you it's a far more complicated
0: nuance. Uh, perspective. Right. No. So let's, uh, yeah. uh, let's hop on that for a second. You know, what is yeah. some bad advice that others tend to give people when they are considering what to do next? What, what are some of the bad things that, you know, because we hear from clients all the time. Well, this is what I was thinking. This is what I was told. You know, I was talking to this, this one couple and this is what they said. What is some bad advice that people tend to get? and receive when it comes time to you know really consider whether or not they wanna end their relationship?
2: Oh, well, let me just start with the obvious. Sometimes from the outside looking in, if you notice that, and you're the person who gives the advice, that a loved one of yours is in a relationship where they're being mentally abused, Mm -hmm. emotionally abused, or even physically abused. And that's by your definition. You don't like the way their partner talks to them. You don't like the way uh, they get dismissed or condescended, or Mm -hmm. it looks like they're being taken advantage of, or you've even seen some uh, intense fellowship, you know, some shoving, some pushing, some restricting, it's so easy for you to think, oh, it's obvious you should leave, right? Right And when you tell that person so and they don't hit the dough immediately, then you're looking like, what's wrong with that person? But that's where it gets really complicated because what we know as relationship experts is that relationships are an investment and when people Mm -hmm. have invested emotionally financially physically it makes it very difficult for them to just walk away Mm -hmm. and a part of the manipulation is constantly hoovering a person back in whenever they feel like they want to take steps toward the door so you have to really be patient with people who are in situations that you think don't serve them well because you can end up giving them advice that actually makes the situation really worse and and victim shames them and blames them and perpetuates a really nasty cycle.
0: And I think you make a really good point there for those people who are on the receiving end of that advice recognize that the person who's giving you the advice, they may have the best of intentions, but they don't have the same amount of investment in your relationship that you do. And so the way that yes. they're looking at it is from the standpoint of, well, I'm, I want to stand for that. Well, if you are more emotionally I invested agree. in your relationship, you might. You might. I agree. Ooh, yes. So, uh, I agree.
2: Yes,
0: I agree with that. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty
1: solid. And and remember that goes back to what I was saying uh, a week or two ago, uh, brother Rick, when mm. I was breaking it down. That that sunk cost fallacy. Oh it's yeah, real. it's not just in economics. Like it happens that what what Sister Winifred just said is literally the sunk cost fallacy. It's, it's right. It's hard to remove yourself from a situation when you have invested all kinds of resources in it Mm -hmm. right and i think the other part of it too um and i love what brother reek said because i've had to work with clients about this as well um be very careful when whenever you hear folks say like well i wouldn't stand for it well let's also be fair um one they're not you two their current partner is not your current partner right and so the experiences by default inherently do not match up right yep. just by right. default we're not even going well this situation just by default i always have to remind my clients well you're not them point number one point number two their partner does not probably have the same psychological emotional profile as your partner right which means the dynamics are very different and so to brother reek's point the vantage point will be different right like so you're looking at something and saying "Why well, i wouldn't stand for it well who's to say that this particular aspect of the relationship that may be toxic is actually present in theirs. So of course course they're not going to tolerate it because it's not there. Right. Right. So I just want, I just wanted to like pull that apart because you both said something like that really do go hand in hand. And, and, and I, and I love what Brother Reek said. Most of the time people are coming from a really good place. They Mm. really are. And I think it's hard to see a loved one struggling or in a bad position. Yeah. But, like to Sister Weena's point, we got to be very mindful of the advice because um you don't know behind closed doors how much energy, uh, like resources, have gone into this relationship. So mm-hmm. I just well, really wanted to underscore that.
2: Sure, let's also look at, you know, the two best friends. Ones in the long-term relationship, they're the serial monogamist, and the other friend is the serial bachelor or bachelorette. Mm-hmm. They either can't make a relationship work don't want to be in a committed relationship that is the last person that you should be getting advice from if you're a serial monogamist or you're really looking for that long-term committed relationship yeah. it's and it it's a common match between friends and loved ones. And when you realize that you're out of your depth, you should really just fall back and not necessarily give advice. You can always point that person in the direction of somebody else, but you have to be aware that as you said, Dr. John, the relationships don't match up. The you relationship know. that the friends have, two relationships, <laughs> don't match mm-hmm. up. Correct.
0: And can't Correct. the same be said about taking advice from people who are in miserable relationships?
2: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, the, the, I, I,
0: look, I, I, think, I think that's, that's a you're, whole nother episode. You are, not, you are not happy yourself. Should I really be listening to you? You are truly bitter in your experience. Should I really be taking advice from you right now? I don't care if you've been married for thirty years. Yeah, you're a little better. And I don't know if you really have, you know, you know, the 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 full understanding of what it is that I'm trying to do because you're not really, you know, fully invested in your relationship. Should know, so I be listening? Oh, good.
1: Uh, it's it's a good it's a good point to stress. It's 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 quite uh I don't I mean there's so many words to fit that particular scenario. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's sadly it's comical because it's 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 filled with like some weird vibe of you're technically in a worse situation than i'm in and yet you're (laughs) wait 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 you're counseling me
2: wait have we ever heard of the cautionary tale there are plenty of folks who are in miserable relationships Mm -hmm. who may not have the wherewithal for whatever reason to leave those relationships Mm -hmm. but can actually advise from a very conscious place and say you don't want to be me. This is what I've learned. Very good point. 100% and so uh. you have to literally parse through and also consider the context, who mm-hmm. it's coming from, to figure out what advice you want to keep and what advice you need to trash. <laughs>
0: right. Right. You know, and, and it's like no matter what, you do have to be nuanced there, too. You know, it's Correct. all nuance. Even who you listen to for advice, even your therapist. Even your therapist, making sure yeah. that you have a good therapist who knows exactly how to how to, like you said, yes. through all this. You know, so that was be-
2: my disclaimer. Absolutely. <laughs> that um when we get into this subject, you want to be extremely discerning about it. Mm-hmm. But I also would say here before we move on from the advice piece that a lot of folks look at relationship experts and they say, oh, that relationship expert is single. They've never been married or that relationship expert is divorced or remarried or Mm -hmm. whatever. How can they give good relationship advice. And I think it again goes to the cautionary tale that we learn from our textbooks. Absolutely. But we also learn from personal experience. So again, just always be discerning when you hear what someone has to say, it's your job to pick it apart, figure out which pieces fit for you and which pieces don't. To that point though, one of the funny things that I wanted to bring up is that lack of emotional connection, and physical intimacy, lack of it, Mm -hmm. tend to be two common reasons people usually say you should leave your relationship over. However, those are not genuinely deal breakers all the time Mm -hmm. and
1: we can work work on those things right
2: yes expert right so (laughs) yeah Yeah, but but when you're not necessarily in therapy or going to someone who specializes in relationship repair you may hear all the time that when the sex or the intimacy dies or is lacking for a consistent amount of time or you no longer feel safe emotionally in the relationship and it's hard to be vulnerable that's it the relationship is over what do y'all think about that
1: I agree with that Mm -hmm. I, I but I also think that that's so tied to what we were just mentioning and that is um you have to be very discerning um You got to be able to understand that um, experts are out there like us three who who will provide that reassurance to any client and say, you know what, this is a very common thing that we've seen. It is with a lot of time and effort. We can fix it. We can get you guys back um, to a place, if not better. Right. Versus and I still agree with Sister Wina versus people who may not know. Um, how feasible it is within clinical practice to get back to a really great place with, around intimacy where it's like, oh, well that sucks. You know what? You just got to move on. The love is gone. Right. Then that's where <laughs> to me, the danger part starts coming in because we start taking certain aspects like intimacy starts to drop or, or it's not going well. And people start ascribing like, well, the love is gone. Not necessarily. Right. Yeah. Am I am I am no, I you're off right here? You're right on. You're right yeah, on. You're Like right on. that that that's quite the leap where I've had to kind of let clients know cuz they'll say like, "Well, my parents said or blah 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 that, you know, the person doesn't love me anymore or the love is gone." And I'm like, "Not necessarily though, right?" right. So, I I just wanted to kind of add that cuz I, I I definitely agree with Sister Weena. I mean, Brother Rico, I mean, what do yeah, you what do you, you, think? you don't
0: know what's behind that. You know, you don't Correct. if the if the intimacy is falling off, right. you don't actually know what's behind that. Is it right. that they are Um, involved with somebody else? Is it that they have fallen out of love with you? Is it that they're going through depression? I was going to say physical
1: issues. I mean, there's a lot. It could
0: be a lot of different things that are going on. So you want to be able to talk that out. You want to sit down with somebody. If you don't feel like, you know, you can have that conversation with your mate, sit down with the therapist and kind of talk that out, get to the root of the problem. And that's the only way you'll know for sure. I think we've been seeing all these things lately on social media about red flags, right? There's been red flags posted up everywhere. Everything's a red flag. Mm. But you know what? Uh, good point. Like we've had a conversation before, everything isn't a red flag. Some things I are mean. yellow, you know. And that's what
1: Sister Weena's talking right, about. Right, that cautionary. I really agree with that. Yeah. Yes, cautionary. You know, some yeah.
0: things are. It's, it's something to be aware of. It's something to be concerned about. But it doesn't mean it needs to stop in that moment, you know. So it's recognizing yeah. the difference between what's a red flag and what's a yellow flag. What's what should you be concerned about and know that there's some caution there that and you want to be able to approach it from a place of of caution. But, you know, where's the time we really just need to stop? And I think a lot of people will look at your situation and say, oh, that's a red flag. You just need to cut it off. No, no. You know, calm down. It's, it's really just a yellow flag. It's something I'm looking at I'm something I'm going to look into. But it's not time to just give up because of that one or two things.
2: Some people are so surprised. When we help them understand the connection between emotional injuries in the relationship and the lack of physical intimacy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And usually when we fix one, the other improves. And it doesn't mean that that always happens. But when a couple comes in and they're having sex or intimacy problems. And the sex has just dried up in the relationship. It's never the right time for one of them. The other right. person gets angry. And then when the person who is never the right time for finally comes around, then the other person is like, oh, now you want it. Holding so, right. You end up going weeks and weeks, sometimes months without sex. When we start to unpack that thing and we realize that emotionally somebody feels unsafe or neglected, Mm -hmm. or even financially, somebody feels unsafe. Mm -hmm. Some injury occurred around how finances are handled or expectations haven't been met. Now we have a real conversation and partners believe that they're trying their best at home to approach these things. And that usually sounds like, I mean, you never want to have sex. What's up with that? Right right? Mm -hmm. And somebody gets defensive. You try to unpack it. Somebody shuts down or somebody blows up. And the next thing you know, you've got this library of conversations that never went anywhere. And you call that an attempt to fix the relationship. And it genuinely was. But I teach couples all the time. You need a new tool. Mm -hmm. If you only have a hammer And you have a leaky faucet in your kitchen. I don't care how hard you bang that hammer against the faucet. I don't care if you get a red hammer, a black hammer, a small hammer, a big hammer. You're not going to fix the faucet until you get a wrench. Right. Have to have the right tool for that. You have to have the right tool. So couples come in without the tools that they need to communicate about it. And they don't even know how to unpack what's going on with the finances and what's going on with safety in the relationship in a way that makes them feel more ready to be sexual and intimate with each other. It could even be the work schedules that are colliding or co-parenting that's colliding, but it's never as black and white as we're just not having sex anymore. And it's all about the sex. Right. Right. Never that. that.
0: One of the things when I get into conversations around intimacy, I always say that the emotional intimacy is the foundation of everything else. You know, so if the emotional bond is not strong, if you're not feeling emotionally safe, if you're not following through on different commitments, if you're not trying, you know, to engage intellectually or spiritually um, or emotionally, then that physical side is going to suffer because you're not feeling that same connection. And what you often have to do is go back and say, OK, what are the things that we're not doing that's making us not feel as close as we need to in order to even want to be? more physically intimate, you know, or for your yeah. mate to feel that way. So without that, yeah, it's not a sure sign that things are over. But yeah, like we said, you need to go back and look at, you know, the entire relationship and say, oh, what are the things that are not happening that may be leading us to not have more physical intimacy the way that we want to you know what's stopping us? You know, it's not as clear cut as not. Nah, this just isn't either one, either one of us want it anymore. It's really about there's something else lacking that we need to work, work on. And again, come come sit down with one of us. We'll walk you through that. Yeah. Yeah, I would
2: say that um, unless, John, you want to add something that brought up another reason why you may consider that it's time to leave. If you or your partner continues to engage in behaviors that make it impossible for you to feel safe and settled Mm -hmm. in the relationship, it's really time for you to start considering if that relationship is going to be a good one for you long term. Right. Unsafe behaviors that come to my mind are, of course, infidelity. Mm -hmm. And when we open up that can of worms, again, nuance, it's important here to realize that injuries are going to occur in relationships. People cheat all the time. Yeah. But what we're always trying to discern in therapy is whether or not the person who's committed the crime is committing an isolated crime or if it's a lifestyle choice.
0: Is it habitual? Are you a habitual cheater?
2: Right. So, you know, when we say continuously engaging in behaviors that make it difficult for you to feel safe and settled, infidelity is no joke. It yeah. leaves a residue yeah, it does. that you would really, really do your best to avoid if you really understood the impact of it before you did the thing, mm-hmm. right?
1: Right. I agree with that, yep. Yep,
2: yep. it it can be reconciled. However, yeah. If even after you commit the affair, you're not willing to rebuild the trust by actually going along with some of the low-cost behaviors that your partner is asking you for now, it's like committing the crime all over again. Mm-hmm. So be clear that after you've had an affair of any kind, emotional, physical If your partner now wants to have the passcode to your phone, if they want to have you check in when you're away on business trips, if you have a bit of a curfew until the trust is rebuilt, if you don't want to do any of those things and you buck at them and you get defensive every time your partner gets triggered and goes back down memory lane with that affair, You rip the bandage off of that scab that's been forming every single time. And for that partner, always feeling unsettled, never being able to slip back into a place of comfort and know that you're not going to be reckless again, will cause them to ultimately say, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, It's a lot of pain to go through over and over and over again. It's like being re-traumatized over and over and over again. And that's hard to survive. That's hard to come back from you know?
2: Right. 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 Uh, You know, it's funny. There are some, some other infractions though, that can be categorized as reckless too, that really make people feel unsafe in relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, you got some folks who are married to adrenaline junkies Mm -hmm. who are like, Going 160 on their motorcycle all the time. You know, people like to go bungee jumping and skydiving. They have a once in a lifetime bucket list dream to do that. But if you're constantly like stepping in the way of danger or you're out late at night with an unsavory crowd and you find yourself in and out of jail and getting (laughs) DUIs. Mm -hmm. Now, this is serious. Mm -hmm. That, too is grounds for making it an unsafe and unsettled relationship for your partner. And if you're with somebody who never really gets the emotional impact that their behavior has on you, then it might be time to recognize that that relationship is going to cause you some tremendous pain if you continue to be in it. What do y'all think?
0: I agree. I agree. And I think that, you know, that really gets to the point of, what is that you are feeling? You know, when you th- when you start thinking about and I, I want to hear from John about this one too, when you think about our experiences and the things that lead us to say, okay, it's time for me to, to move on, you know, what is it that you are actually feeling? I, I wonder from your own clinical practice and, you know, sitting down with clients and, and hearing their stories, what are some of the common themes and common feelings they've been experiencing that has said, okay, it's time for me to move on? For example, like we had said, if you're not feeling emotionally safe, whether it's from the infidelity or the person's, you know, outlandish behavior that's making you feel that, that lack of safety, what are some of those other feelings that people are experiencing that says, you know, to them, yeah, I need to go?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, a couple of things come to mind, uh, but to answer your question directly, I, I definitely agree with, with Sister Weena around, the the idea of safety and security and then there's also stability Mm -hmm. um i think when those are constantly being violated you have this perpetual fear and that perpetual fear and that chronic fear starts to manifest in all unhealthy ways for someone's well-being Mm -hmm. even physically we've seen i mean research shows that you know those things can start manifesting and forms of stress and, and 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 stuff like that um and and so like that to live in a constant state of fear, I think is, you know, and there's a spectrum of behaviors. You know, Weena gave right. a few, but there are there are a spectrum of behaviors that I can imagine would put someone in a constant and perpetual state of fear, um, emotionally, and that's a really strong indicator that th- this isn't it. Mm-hmm. You know, to be honest with you, because. Um, even from a biological standpoint, it's you know when you when you think about the physical manifestations, but also, brother, Reek to the emotional standpoint. You're you're never at any kind of baseline, and, yeah. and 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 so if you're never at any kind of baseline physically, emotionally, I highly doubt that some of the other healthy aspects to maintain that relationship would be achieved, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're in constant fear, I mean, it'd be hard for you to feel attracted to your partner and want to engage, you know, in intimacy or anything like that. Or, or you know, and, and Moina talked about, like, you know, ripping the Band-Aid, I mean, with infidelity. I mean, there, there are certain things that, It gets to a point, right? And when I say it gets to the point, I just want to introduce, like, you know, this other part because I think uh, I've been hearing the both of you guys talk. I also think when deciding about ending a relationship versus, like, do we need to, you know, work on it, I'm constantly thinking about um, the boundaries that we set, right? Um, And I'm also thinking about something that I always bring up, and that is like the threshold. Like, everyone's threshold is quite different. Um. Let's be honest. There are some people who can withstand having a very um, uh, uh person who loves to go like that. The list that risk taking behaviors. Like there are folks who can do that. There are folks right. who who. But there are people who have very low tolerance for that, and so right. they would speak up and say, "You know what? We just live different lifestyles and stuff like that." And I just wanted to introduce that because I think that's the other part that needs to be ex- explicitly named, and that is um, each of us have different thresholds. We also have mm. all the boundaries, and I think when your boundaries are, to Wina's point, when your boundaries for me, when I work with clients, when your boundaries are perpetually being violated, I mean, that's a huge red flag for me because mm. if you truly do care and you're committed to the relationship, you're trying to do everything not to violate known boundaries but if it keeps happening then that's like a problem but also And I'll stop here. Also tying it to the other part about the advice. I think that's always what worries me when I work with my clients, because your threshold is much different. Yeah. And and I'll give you a really good example. I even use myself as a really good example. Like I I've known people who are like, yeah, you know, like we we you know, me and my partner, we joke and we say shut up to each other and call each other like, you know, the B word or whatever. And I'm like, I have zero tolerance for that. Yeah, I don't. I don't play like that. I don't I don't even like you know even my wife or anyone like I don't play like that like don't in a playful way say like oh you're stupid or shut up I don't play like that mm-hmm. it's yeah. zero tolerance so I'm stressing that so that way because I'm sure there's audience members out there like yes like that's the other part to it, and that is the threshold and the boundaries vary, and that will dictate whether you stay in it or not. Because why? It's all it's all across the spectrum. Mm-hmm. These behaviors, unhealthy, toxic ones, will hit us differently, and will inform whether we stay or whether we go to therapy and try to work it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but I wanted to just name that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a great, great important point, actually. And it it made me think about the other two things I want to make sure we address today. One being having your core values aligned. Yeah. You just yeah. hit it. Yeah. That you may recognize that it's time to leave when you realize that your core values are constantly being challenged sure. in the relationship. And the right. difference between Basic values and core values is that the core values are a handful of values that we have that we need met like we need air to breathe and water to drink. Mm -hmm. And there are some things that make you and your partner incompatible that you can actually tolerate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But If you realize that the core values are not being met consistently and your partner cannot bend, shape, flex to meet those things because they're inherently different, then that relationship is going to cause you some tremendous pain because Mm -hmm. of the voids that you're going to feel. Great, great point. Boundaries, wow.
0: Yeah. And to kind of piggyback off of that, the thing that I think about is that we do grow apart. You know, as you're living a life with somebody, there are different experiences you may be having. Like, I remember talking to clients who all of a sudden find religion, whether it's, you know, mm-hmm. they decide to convert to Islam or they yes. get really heavy mm-hmm. in the church. They've been saved. And yep. all of a sudden, speaking to me, point, you know, that view has changed, you mm-hmm. know, and you're not aligned anymore. And that's one of the things that can often lead to people having very unhealthy and toxic um, um conversation—not just conversation, but those, those yeah. interactions, interactions. Yeah. Right? Thank yeah. you. Those interactions because they're not aligned anymore, and and that happens. That happens a lot when you have children and how much time you invest in you know helping your kids get to where they need to be, and you haven't really paid that much attention to your you know your spouse for the past twenty years, twenty five years. Now, when you Ooh. finally you know you have that empty nest thing going on, all of a sudden it's like, oh, who are you? You're not the same person I I married 25 years ago. I don't know you anymore. And that may be something that you have to consider when you think about, okay, is this um, too far gone for us to come back from? Or is it something we can work out? But it's a consideration because we do grow apart.
2: Well, that's that bigger picture piece of the core values. Usually and unfortunately, couples don't realize that their core values aren't aligned until the relationship is well formed. Mm-hmm, because yeah. as you're forming that relationship in the beginning stages, you believe you've done a great job of knowing that you two hold the big picture. Yeah. You yeah. you both yeah. are aligned, aligned and in alignment with the big picture goals. Mm-hmm. But then the way you two approach how to get to those goals on a daily basis is absolutely incompatible. And you're just so gut punched when you realize that, Okay, yeah, we both want the house. We want the kids. We want peace. We want ambition and blah, blah, blah. But how we get there, even the timeline is so different. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't figure that out or see that until we got well into this thing yeah. and now yeah. it's too late
0: yeah 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 yeah. i've seen that yeah definitely now what can are,
2: i bring up one more
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i was about to yeah. ask you what was that second point you wanted to make
2: that second point that i want to make uh, about uh if you're in this type of relationship you may want to consider leaving it is if you are in relationship with either a pathologically selfish person or a genuine and bona fide narcissist
0: mm. yeah yeah
2: there is a line between the two thankfully boy. and let me let me make sure that I share that you know some folks don't know what narcissism truly is because we get this picture of it you know from television we think uh people like our former leader. Uh, of the United States and somebody who has this grandiose behavior. But the reason why so many people struggle in relationships with narcissists is because there are different forms and Mm -hmm. the more covert form, the form that's not so grandiose is the form that uh, empath, a person who is really emotionally aware and sensitive will bump up against and then gravitate toward. Mm -hmm. And generally they tend to be, Pathologically selfish, unable to be empathetic or put themselves in yep. their shoes, and they struggle miserably with being held accountable. Yes, that's true. And so true. since accountability and empathy are the cornerstone of partnerships, mm-hmm. if you find yourself in a relationship with a person who is incessantly selfish and through their communication and their behavior, they simply never demonstrate that they want to be a team player or a partner, you are going to suffer tremendously in that relationship. What do y'all think? Yeah.
1: Uh, Them jokers aren't changing. That's that's (laughs) my take. I don't know. I I, I just wanted to add that. I mean, I I don't, I don't, I'll call it for what it is. Sister Winn explained it much better than I am, but I wanted to be very curt and to the point. Mm -hmm. These jokers are not changing. Mm -hmm. These, these are people who will constantly keep you in that perpetual, Unstable, emotional kind of situation. I mean, that's how people—that's um, how people really struggle in relationships. I yeah. feel more than ever. I really appreciate Weena bringing this up because it seems like the way the tides are turning is the profile of people who she's talking about are coming out of the woodworks even more so. Yeah, and so we're finding in therapy that people are coming in with partners who either borderline or are closely clinically tied to the people who she's referring to. Yeah.
2: I and, like that. And,
1: and, and, and we're not trying to be mean-spirited here, but what the sister's bringing up is actually true. And you can see it in their behaviors. And So we... We see it in session. And so my rule of thumb is always if I can sense that and pick up on these antics in session, then I can only imagine what their partner is going on a day-to-day basis. Because I'm only seeing them for one hour. Right. And I'm already picking Mm -hmm. up on a ton of these unhealthy, toxic characteristics. So to live with that, to try to endure that. No. So I, I really appreciate the second point, Sister Wayne. I mean, Brother Week, I mean, what are your points? Because oh, yeah. you're always talking about personality disorders. You know, yeah. Uh, disorders oh, and stuff. yeah.
0: And I mean, I'm 100, 100%, man, 100% aligned with you guys in thinking here. You know, when you have somebody who has a personality disorder, whether it's narcissism, histrionic, um, borderline, yeah, those people are going to be very hard to accept responsibility for their own behavior. You know, and so they're not gonna see it for themselves. So, unless they're getting help, and it's really hard to work with them, it's really hard for them to evolve and to change and to really adapt into a more healthy personality. Um, you're going to struggle with them. And you have to decide whether or not that, of course, we have, you know, again, a lot invested into relationships, but is that something that you're going to be able to handle for the rest of your life? Especially when you see especially when it's been broken down to you and your hope for them to change or they'll grow out of it. Oh, you know, this is just the way they yeah. were raised and they yeah. it's the only way they know how to express themselves. When you realize that, yo, that's not going to change, you may have to consider an exit. You may have, you may mm-hmm. have to look at the stage and be like, oh, time to go. So I agree. I agree with you guys. Sell, 100%. sell, sell, <laughs> sell. But you know what? As you say sell, 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 the other point that I want to kind of close on is not just looking at other people's behaviors and, um, you know, the infidelity and the personality disorders, but what about just your lack of emotional investment? What about when you just mm. get to a place where you're no longer invested in the relationship? Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and you see that happen. You, you have yeah. conversations with people and you're like, yeah. you know what? Yeah, I realize I don't care how much work I do. I've seen it in session, you, know? Know. you yeah. know, and they keep coming up with excuses for why that won't work or why this isn't working. Honestly, you're just not invested anymore. You're, just, yeah. you're simply just not invested in the relationship anymore. Yeah, you've invested a lot into the relationship, but you no longer have that desire to put anything else forward into the relationship. Well Wow. Said. Wow.
2: Well wow. wow. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a great place for me to put my shameless plug in for my new podcast that's dropping. That's right. Let's hear it. That's right. That's <laughs> has yes. a podcast of her
0: own now, too. Yep. Let's hear it podcast
2: is finally dropping and it's going to be crazy good y'all of course it is Um, can't can't wait as you know clearly i'm a fellow licensed marriage and family therapist and i have teamed up with a family law attorney named natalie hobson guadalupe who practices in texas We actually studied together at the University of Maryland, got our clinical licenses, became marriage and family therapists a million years ago. And then she went to law school so that she could become one of the most dynamic family law attorneys because she brings that clinical understanding Mm -hmm. to every case. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, We recently reconnected and realized that we needed to synergize with the wealth of knowledge that we have. And because of that, we have developed a podcast entitled The End Game, Mm. and it's going to be the clinical and legal go-to guide for navigating unhealthy relationships. Nice. How many people would kill to have their therapist and their lawyer in the same room at the same bleep time? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So um, it's dropping November 1st, which is a Monday. We're going to do first and third Mondays at... 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's actually going to be streamed on all of our social media platforms as well. So we'll be streaming and podcasting, hoping that the listeners will gain a wealth of information that can help them to feel empowered and really unpack what's going on in those healthy relationships and know when to stay and when to go and how to go and land in one piece. So basically yeah, what you're exciting. saying,
0: you will actually be doing this live. You will be able to tune into it live as well as catch a stream later on. That's yes, sir. Nice. I mean, this, That's this, excellent. This That's is, and is, very well needed.
1: I mean, yeah, I I, I totally agree. I, I, I have a ton of clients who, you know, I'd be like, yo, go check this out. Because it, it's really, I, I've i I've had to, like, work with people about that. And so uh, I like how Weena said it, to have your therapist and, and your lawyer in one room. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right.
0: That is amazing, man. Yeah. Look. Awesome. I'm mean, proud of I mean, you, man. I'm mean, proud yeah, of you. can't I mean, wait to we, see this we, get off the ground. Yeah, we
1: can't. We can't wait to support.
0: <laughs> right. You know, but that um, doesn't mean you're leaving us, right? We're still going to be for oh, 3. Okay? On. I just want to make sure I, I want to make sure on. listeners <laughs> don't think that, you know, that means Miss Ween is going to be leaving us. The for 3 is going to stay intact. But <laughs> you're going to have you're so going to have you're going to have an additional die. you're going to have an additional resource there. You know your therapist right. and your lawyer together at the same time. Come on now. Yeah, I come, think, come, I think, on. I, come on, come on now. I think
1: I think society is winning. You know when you have kings of the heart and you also got the end game. Like relationships should
0: start flourishing now. Like, Amen. 100%. <laughs> like hundred percent. No excuse. You get everything no you need excuse. between the two. Nothing. You get e- absolutely everything you need. Other than just no. hold your hand in the bedroom, you get <laughs> everything <laughs> you need. <laughs> <for most. laughs> yeah. All right.
1: That's so while, somebody, that's somebody else's <laughs> podcast.
0: <exactly. Woo. laughs> And so as, I we, as we as we wrap up this episode Ms. Weena please what is your noble truth for this week
2: I aye, aye. aye. Um, i would say be careful with all advice that you receive but also open to it and rely on community to help you understand the best course of action for your life as it relates to staying or going in relationships.
0: All right. All right. Dr. John what about you? What's your noble truth? Um,
1: I think, I think one thing that I'll share is from um, a very important marriage and family therapist, Dr. Carol Werlinick. Shout out to her. She yes. always she always told us in the program, and I believe this is so applies. Go with your gut, mm-hmm. right? Your instincts, we all have it and if you are in a situation in which you feel you can't trust your own gut go seek a therapist yeah. Love and get, it. That, and get that clarity so yeah. that's my noble truth right there what about you brother Reed?
0: I think my noble truth just piggybacks on yours you know going back to the whole investment piece look it if you are no longer invested there's nothing wrong with that you, you just are not there anymore and it's okay, okay to admit that to yourself yeah. and it's okay to admit that to your mate have that conversation but recognize that thing is gone for you and it may not come back Don't try to force it. Don't try to stick around to just make it work because this is the commitment you you set. No, you're no longer invested. In the long term, you're just going to end up hurting each other even more. So just make that decision. Walk away. It's cool. It's it's, it's what what has to happen. It's what has to happen. (laughs) All right. Well, folks, well, that is going to wrap it up for us here at Kings of the Heart, the Cypher of Three. Cypher 3. Cypher 3. The Cypher 3. That's right. The Cypher 3. Ms. Weena, please tell us again the name of your podcast. We're going to be able to find that and where they can find out more information about you.
2: That's right. Catch me on the Game podcast starting Monday, November 1st, uh, streaming live on IG and Facebook. You can uh, catch me on IG and Facebook at Weena Cullins L-C-M-L-T. That's W-E-E-N-A-C-U-L-L-I-N-S.
0: All right. Thank you, nice. Miss Weena. Always great to see you. Dr. John, how about you? Where can the people, where can the peoples hear more about you? All right
1: kingsoftheheart.com you know, um, brother Rick and I are constantly doing some great work, so y'all come show some love. You know, we're all over streaming platforms. Check us out on social media. You can definitely type my name and it'll pop up. Also, find me at rccmaryland.com and also check out a lot of the great stuff I'm doing uh, for the people in the communities uh, at the Deer Institute of Justice. So, you know, all right, so definitely, definitely, brother Rick. Nice. Where can
0: we find you, brother? Well, you know, you of, can find the man me, of a million jobs. You know, you can find me right here at kingsoftheheart.com along with Dr. John, as well as our Cypher 3 sister, Miss yep. Weena Collins. You can find us right That's here. Right. But you can also find me at TyreekOmariWalton.com or InsightMFT.com to find out more about the private practice. We all have a lot going on. We are all yeah, trying to do as much as we can for the community. We are here yep. for you. We for are people. a resource. We are a resource yep. for you. Make sure you tell your friends. Make sure you tell your family. Make sure you tell your co-workers that we are here. Kings of the Heart Podcast at all the different streaming platforms. We're just doing this for y'all. We are doing it for y'all. We'll be, we'll all right, be, we'll you guys. Be. It was great seeing all th- uh, both of y'all. And I uh, hope the listeners enjoyed this conversation. Again, check us out right here at your favorite streaming platform at Kings of the Heart or Kingsofheart.com. You guys, take care We out the dope. All right. hey, space, Later, space. y'all.